Carlton this episode. Now he's one. As always, OCU Minora. I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Cam, and Dylan. How are we, boys? Living the dream. Good. All right, so we got one poll up. Didn't get the double poll up because uh, our episode wasn't up, so and Tucker couldn't remember his take, and apparently I no don't know what either. my take was. <laughs> very weak, but despite you having weak takes, you are. I thought home. Steph Curry was last week. You are taking home take of the week this week for the Steph Curry take, which is really let's go. Stupid. Well stupid deserved. Rant. Yeah, I couldn't think of who Magic Johnson was until someone reminded you. I don't want any. Because I don't, I wasn't think. I was just not. Uh, Point guards. I don't. I don't know any. I thought you were gonna. I like to point out. I got. Come at me when you can remember Magic Johnson. I got one point for my take, and it wasn't even me. So somebody agrees with me. Um, Tucker, just every week you're just gonna do another take. Oh, this person's the greatest at this sport. Oh, this person's the greatest. I, I actually didn't even vote for myself this week. I forgot to vote. <laughs> Just scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, wait, wait, what was your uh, Patriots quarterback rookie of the year? Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure that um, you were attacking me for pandering. When you had wasn't a, I'm not attacking you for pandering. I'm attacking you for two back-to-back. This guy's the greatest of all times. I can't think of any takes. Oh, well, Simone Biles is the goat of goats. Is that what it was? Wait. Oh my god, that was my take. <laughs> okay, so you now have three straight takes of this person will be the goat. That is who is <laughs> You have to figure Wait, it out. Who was my what was my take before that? Jacob deGrom. Oh yeah, well Jacob deGrom is the goat. Sorry I'm finding out all the goats ahead of time. Because right. everything before twenty ten was trash. Any other winners and losers? I don't remember. Uh, basketball, big loser because LaMelo Ball is out of the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, we're a step closer to the Ball brothers teaming up, so yeah, it's going to be a winner there. Who's got, um, who you, you guys got Edwards or Ball winning the rookie of the year? I still think it's Ball. I think Edwards deserves it. Edwards. Only one will play the full season. Yeah, but he only scores. He doesn't do anything else. Dunks and he scores. Oh, he's good. And he's funny. He is really funny. He also averaged, like, yeah, he averaged 19 points per game. And had the nastiest dunk of the year, which I think on its own should give him it. All right, I'm about it because Lamelo's ugly. He is ugly. He's very ugly. All right, wasted takes. Um, I got a wasted take that's going to ruffle some feathers. Uh-oh. So the NBA... Playoffs are kind of starting right now. Uh, currently watching Washington and Boston in the playing game. Celtics will blow this, I guarantee you. Just like they blow everything. So you look at the landscape of the NBA right now. There's two teams that whose fates are kind of intertwined. It would be the Celtics and the Nets. Now the Celtics uh, fleeced the Nets for like 100 draft picks back in, what, 2014-ish? Fleeced them. Traded him, busted down Paul Pierce, busted down uh, KG, and absolutely garbage Jason Terry for a ton of draft picks. And, you know, the Celtics were in prime position to rule the NBA for years. These draft picks turned into Jalen Brown. They turned into Jason Tatum. Um, I think the rest of them were kind of wasted. I don't know who else they uh, 
they got with those. But all I know is that the Nets are on the verge of going to the ship. Now, I know I had a take that said they're going to lose in the first round. But if the Nets make it to the NBA championship before the Celtics, they are officially the winners of that infamous trade. And Danny Age is a fraud GM. That's my take. You're in, I can't, are you like serious when you say that statement or is this like a ha 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 waste of take? Okay, what is the goal of building a roster? In the no, 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 but here's the thing, Trey, like, yeah, any season all the best free agents could go to one team and then, are you just going to say that's the best GM? Well, like, they, are if, you going to say the, the Lakers have the best picks, GM? If the Nets had those picks... They could have taken guys like Brown and Tatum. They might have spent a little more money. They not, might not have been able to bring in all those guys. Everything yeah, the, everything really, falls in order. Everything is a domino effect. And the Nets are in a better position right now than the Celtics. And that trade, it's either you can count it as a, a wash or you can count it as an alpha for the Celtics. It certainly didn't affect the Nets because they are in a better position than the Celtics. It only took them like seven years. I mean, they were the worst team in basketball for, like, six years. And then a bunch of superstars decided to go to their team. It has nothing to do with the trade. It's just something that happened down the road. Like, that can happen. That doesn't make any, like, this is just so bad. I'm trying to think of how I can, like, compare it to something. But there's never been such a lopsided trade in any other sport. Why is it lopsided? The Nets are better than Celtics. Because one team got two players that barely played at all for their team, and one team got two superstars over the course okay, of the next draft in the terms of a one, number one and number three pick, one trade back to for a three pick. But they had two number one, a number one and number three pick. Yes, I'm calling Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both superstars. Okay, I'm not. That's where we differ. Dylan, what do you think? Uh, see, no because of the picks that they did get and how the Celtics have evolved over the years. It's not like they've been bad. They just I, I feel that the talent that they have just hasn't flourished to what I expected out of these guys. Um, so I would disagree because I think that we have put together a franchise behind the picks and we have still maintained a very good uh you know standing in the league but if the nets were to win the championship then i might have to reconsider let me just remind you who they picked with these four picks that they got uh fab mellow he's dead i don't think it was fab mellow <laughs> he wasn't part of it but rp and james young trash Jalen Brown, good player. Jason Tatum, good player. Colin Sexton to Cleveland because they traded the pick for Kyrie. That worked out well, too. That's not that great. If the Nets win, I'll give it to you. No, it's an absolute... That's what I'm saying. If they go to the... I think if they go to the finals, they... Before the Celtics... Celtics haven't been to the finals since 2008. If they go to the finals before before the Celtics do, they're the winners to trade. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Look, Danny Ainge did what everyone wanted 
do by getting Kyrie. I mean, I mean, maybe you didn't want Kyrie specifically, but if this is a league of building super teams, he, he tried at least. He he took the best point guard in the league. And <laughs> I don't I don't top. blame him for Kyrie. He's a he's a crazy person. Okay, so he he tried. You can't just keep getting different superstars to try to build your super team every single year. He just drink. he's doing what I mean. That's he had to do. How could he have seen this coming up that Kyrie would go to the Nets and then they get Durant and then they get Harden and then like that doesn't make him a fraud. That just makes him not. He didn't do all of that. And I mean the Nets, the super teams come from the teams that are terrible. Look at the Cavs. Look at the. War, I mean, the Warriors were good. Look at the Cavs when they got LeBron and they got Kyrie. Look at the uh, Nets this year. Look at the Lakers last year. All these teams were terrible. Those are the teams that can afford to build super teams. It's not his fault for drafting well and building good players that he just can't afford to get superstars anymore. Let me jump in because I agree, Cam. It's definitely not Danny Ainge's fault, but I don't think that's part of the take. The take is who won the trade, and you have to think about uh, the aftermath of the picks and of the trades. And if your team didn't make it to... If your team didn't make it to the finals or win the final as a result of all of this, even though it's 12 years later or whatever it is, 10 years didn't later... Didn't even make it, Dylan. Didn't even then... Okay. Then you might. Then you have a case. Like if the if the Nets were to win this no, year, doesn't. then you have a then you I have, have a case. case. I absolutely. I mean, no, no, no he can throw his hat into the ring. Like it's 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 that in was there. That's not part of the plan of this trade. The Nets didn't make this trade as a decision because they were like, hey, if we trade away our future draft picks in seven years, we will have the opportunity when we suck. Tucker, super Tucker, bad Tucker. To draft have you ever played draft. until dawn? Do way. you know what the butterfly effect is? Oh my god, no, I'm not oh, playing Tucker. this butterfly effect. Here's what the Nets said. Oh my god. god. We're going to mortgage our future right now because we know we can build a team. They went out, they lost. I don't know. This is where team. you lose me. This is where you lose me. They mortgaged their future to try and win a championship right then because they had Joe Johnson and what was his name? Uh, the point guard, Williams. And they said if we get a couple superstars like Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. We can win a championship. We'll mortgage the future to win a championship now. It went horribly. It went horribly. Nothing worked out. It was one of the worst trades in NBA history. But seven years later, they end up being good because of a bunch of trades. You're like, it's because of that trade that actually fucked over their franchise. I'm not saying it's because of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm simply yeah. saying that the Nets have won the trade because they are going to win a championship before no, the boo, boss boo. That's a terrible take. Shame on you for yes. ever making it. You I don't hate it. I don't hate it. This whole podcast is laughing This is what you're saying. You're saying because they lost the trade initially, they won the trade because they were bad and had enough space to get these really good guys. They didn't lose. They never Essentially, yes. The trade because Boston never became <laughs> this powerhouse that they were supposed to be with all these picks. They were better. They were better. If you are better, significantly better than the other team after the trade, yeah. you won the trade. Not that if you, but and now seven years later, it does, it's apples and oranges. I don't think it's a good take. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Trey, you're just here's the thing. You're such a spoiled brat Boston fan that like if you don't immediately win a championship, it's it been that twelve years championship. It has been. Do you know how every single Boston NBA? team has won a really? championship since? Do you know how many teams are in the NBA? Thirty. Okay, so if you don't win a championship in twelve years, your team's a failure. They've made it to the Eastern Conference Final four times. They should be able to break through once. 
I'm just saying they're a young, great team right now. They're not get. They're not getting any younger. They're not getting any younger. Yeah, I know. And they're, they're not great. Twenty-two year old and twenty-three year old stars. They're they two best players under twenty-two and twenty-three. What are they gonna do? They're getting too old. Oh wait, they have another eight years of this. It's okay. all right, Tucker. You can keep your head in the sand and pretend the Celtics are some superstar team when they can. They're they're not gonna win anything. Okay, but, you're not invited to the parade now. No, no, right. you're not. When there's a parade train, I don't want to see your face. Okay. I don't want you there. You're not invited. I'll, you won't remember th- this conversation in 20 years when the Celtics finally break I'll through. Remember. I'll remember, and I'll tell you to get the fuck out of Boston. I'll tell you okay. to go to New York and celebrate a Nets parade. Oh, look, a wipeout wagon. wagon. Dwayne okay. Wade. Who's next? I'll go. I'll lighten the mood a little bit. I got a great take. I think Dylan's going to love this one. Excited. Um, I'm going international for it. If you guys didn't know, the NFL has had an international program now for a while where they each team usually takes one guy and they get a tryout um, from Germany, Spain, where you know wherever wherever uh, they happen to come from. I believe only three have actually ever even like played in a game, but that's pretty. Um, you know, it's just Johnson, a fullback for the Patriots. Exactly. He was one of them to play. Um, the, guy, the guy, the Giants guy, he's been on the practice squad for like three, four years in a row now. Um, I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm saying one of the international players this year going to score a touchdown. I got one international guy. Look at the odds. Only three of them, I think, have played. Yaka Johnson's the only one that really, you know, sticks out to have some playing time on offense. I think there's been like a tackle, maybe a linebacker. I'm going to go ahead and say international player this year is going to score a touchdown. Now, has Jakob Johnson not scored a touchdown? No, none of them None of them have ever scored a touchdown. Huh. Yeah, I like it. I like it, Cam. I'm on board. Uh, I think it's going to be Jakob Johnson, too, because Patriots are going to be running all sorts of crazy crap with their new offense, their double tight end set. <laughs> Jakob Johnson will score a touchdown. He'll score a touchdown on a little screen pass, I bet. Personally, also, Andre Platt's gummer guy. What's his, what's his position? Was that a question to me? He's a, he's a running back. He's a running back for the Giants. We now have, I think, seven running backs. We just signed another one right by Armstead. But he's a COVID guy? Yeah, he was out all last year because of COVID. Yeah, I drafted him when... Um, they dropped Leonard Fournette. I was like, shoot, which one do I pick up? James Robertson or Reichwell Armstead? And I picked up Reichwell Armstead. Wrong one. All right. Wrong one. I do like this take, Cam. You know why? Because it's wasted. That's why. Um, international football, I feel, might be the worst of all sports across seas, big four sports. Um, nobody plays football outside the U.S. Canada tries, and it's not even close to impressive. So, you know, I like this because how many international touch players have come from elsewhere that have touchdowns? I don't know. I don't know the answer like, to that. Probably not a if lot. I mean, back in the day, a lot. Warren Moon, Dan Fouch, I think Flutie started off there after BC. Well, I'm not talking, Canada doesn't count. I mean, overseas. 
Oh, okay. Then probably not. No, seriously. So, I mean, so is this? Somebody like still play college in the U.S. This might be new waters we're we're traveling into. So I'm excited for that. 2015 is when it really started, and, and like I said, only like three have actually gotten to see the field, and most of them get cut. But I don't know. I got a feeling that that's something coming, and we're gonna start seeing some some moves from these international guys. They get a chance every single year. See some more tryouts, and maybe this year will be the year. I feel like they got. There's got to be some sort of fast guy out there that can just fly that somebody can pick up. They do enough they scout. Pride, they pride rugby guys. They do enough scouting out there. I feel like they could figure it out. Tucker, anything else on? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. I'd love to see it. I don't know too much about the um, porn guys, yeah. but. Uh, you know what? Let's get some let's get some diversity in football. I'd love to see it. Like if your arms out, it won't close all the way. All right, we've got the next take. I got one. Um, mine's about college basketball. And uh, do any of you guys know about the transfer portal? Didn't they change it? I know they changed it. Yeah. So basically, it used to be this whole process where if you wanted to transfer. Uh, you'd have to sit out a year and all this stuff. Now it's just you can transfer whenever you want and you can play for whatever team you want to. And it's basically made college sports like professional sports. where you like, And it's ruining college basketball, especially for mid-majors, just because why would anyone that's good ever – like you'll never have another John Morant at a Murray State. You'll never have it again just because who the – like, why would you want to stay there? So, um, my take is, outside of Gonzaga, there will not be another mid-major in the Final Four for at least five years. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. I don't, like, I I don't know anything about college basketball. I hate it. So. It's the worst rule in college basketball. Did my, did the best player from Northeastern just transfer to Michigan State last week? Yeah, and I'm pretty pissed off about it. I, I like the rule, though. I do. I don't. Why? You have, have to sit loyalty. around for a year. You have this loyalty in college basketball to your team. Like, you make a commitment to a team, and you play for them. Like, it's not like the NBA where you, like, had to go to a certain team and all that. In college, you have the choice to go wherever you want. You commit to the team. Stay with the team. Well, some guys don't have a choice to go wherever they want. They have to go to a crappy school, and then they decide, oh, actually, now I'm good, and they want me at a big school, so you get to go and get the exposure. Robert Williams injured. Cameron, anything? Yes. So I like, it's not not a forever thing. I think they put it in place because of COVID. I don't know how long it's going to last. The year before COVID got put in. Yeah, okay. I think it's, it's like a thing to say. Yeah, no, it's staying. I don't know if it's how long it's going to be here. It, it might change gradually over time if we do see that. I don't think it'll happen either way. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of people that are, are loyal, and the only ones you're hearing about right now are the people that are transferring. Um, I mean, look at the guy who just decided to go to Milwaukee. over. He was like number four in the nation or number two maybe. So I had to go to Milwaukee. University of Milwaukee over all these other top schools that he could have gone to. Look, people are still going to ball out in March Madness for teams that are not in the Big Four or Big Four conferences, Big Power Five. Um, I don't think I don't think this is the case at all. I think we will see one. Oh man, 
I'll counter with it that we'll see two next year outside of the Power Five. Just every mid good mid major player is now going to like the best teams. Like I saw a bunch of people are transferring to UCLA now this year. So like they're literally making college super teams, which is ruining col- which would just ruin college sports. Well, I like the rule for football. I don't know how it's going to affect basketball. I like the rule for football. Um, Bill, any thoughts? That's only like two or three teams matter in football. So, like thirty no, teams can it, win no, it's because, I like it because basketball. there's there's fifty three guys on it or more. There's what is it, sixty guys on a roster that drafts for games, like. So it's not going to make that big a difference unless the quarterback actually like transfers. But go ahead, Bill. So, uh, Linnea was showing me a TikTok. What exactly is going on? MB- or, uh, co- college basketball players can transfer and just play? They can transfer and just immediately go wherever they want, whenever they want. They don't have to wait. They can just... So like, they're basically getting like NBA treatment, even better than NBA treatment. They have no contracts. They can just... Anytime you want to be on a new team, you can just transfer. Like mid-season? No, no, at the end of every year. All right, they can do whatever the hell they want. I don't know why this is a, a question. I hate it. I also, hate it. what about who the cares? Fact that it's it's you college can only sports. Play for a year, they only play for a year and then they leave anyways. The good players, so. Oh, it just ruins college basketball, specifically northeastern basketball right now. But still, I mean, if you were a guy who never got any looks who goes to low D1 and absolutely is disgusting, and some other big school wants to pick you up, why not? Nothing wrong with that. Um, but here's the thing. is It's not like college basketball is what it was 20 years ago, and only the biggest school's players gets looked at. Like It's not like mid-majors players don't go high in the job. It's not like... John ja Moran didn't get any like respect in the draft because he was in a mid-major. Like they can still like they scout just as well for players that weren't that didn't go to huge schools. Listen, I was a transfer student and I was able to play when I transferred in. And if that wasn't the case, I would have never played college baseball. So no, you could transfer in before. <coughs> you said to wait. There was a waiting period. Stupid. When you did it, there was a waiting period. No, there wasn't. I just transferred all eight. If you were illegal. transferring from illegal. like team to team, you had to wait a year. Technically, I wasn't on the other team. Oh, so. okay, and that's why. <laughs> but for for D three, I don't think it's act. It's a thing. Maybe D three because we had we had like guys D1, do that. If I wanted to transfer, I would have had to wait a year. All right, Dale, waste your takes. Exactly, Cam. Um, my wasted take is uh, baseball-related. Albert Pujols got released by the, uh, oh, my God, Angels. Uh, Angels sorry. Um, he got beat out by a guy who was a pitcher for the Angels like two years ago and was like, I'm going to just decide to hit and play first. Beat him out of the DH role, then beat out the guy at first. The guy at first now became the DH, and Pujols didn't have a job. So he got released. He got picked up today, or the other day, by the Dodgers, and he will he will not play. He will not play at the Dodgers. He still thinks he's got uh, gas in the tank. He specifically said, 
I have more gasoline in the tank, so he's rocking and ready to go. He's going to finish out this year in L.A. Then I think he's going to get picked up, because he still wants to play, he's going to get picked up by some team in the AL, so he can DH. He's going to get his 33 home runs to get to 700, and then he's going to retire. And the team that's going to pick him up is going to be the Baltimore Orioles. He's going to sit in the AL East at that tiny field, play some DH, and rack up 33 home runs. I don't care how long it takes. He's getting to 700. He's got more gasoline in the tank. That's the take. Um, I like it. Um, I don't like the slander of Camden Yards. Great American ballpark. Love that place. It's, it's just a small, tiny park, and people hit bombs out of it. It's short. We should go to New York. He's never going to play. you got to pick a place where he's going to play. Anyways, um, yeah, I think uh, that's 100% what he's going for. He just wants that home run number, and then he'll hang him up. I want I want him to beat out A-Rod at 694, I think. A-Rod keeps taking L's, all right? Maybe we should lay off A-Rod a little no. bit. No, pile, pile it on. Nobody likes him. Even ESPN doesn't like him. Uh, Cameron, do you like the tape? Do you hate the tape? What do you like I love it. I love Albert Pujols. Nobody knows how old he is. You guys know that. Very uh, yeah. <laughs> No. Well, nope. we don't know. <laughs> I forget who was it a manager that was saying nobody actually knows how old this guy actually like really is. I don't think um, he might not even know. I mean, he reminds me a little bit of Carlos from uh, Benchwarmers. I am 12. Um, he might have been 12 when he entered the league, and he's been playing for a while. I want him to get to 700. I don't care if he passes A-Rod. I love A-Rod, but I also love Pujols. So I'm, I'm fine with that. Get him get him up there. Tucker? Um, I don't... I'm going the opposite way. I don't think Pujols will ever play another base... start another baseball game again. I just... I don't think he has it. I think that the Angels would have given him the rest of the year if he had any semblance of, like, an actual game left, but he's done, and he's just, like, he's trying to get the numbers up, but he'll never get there. I think he could still walk into the DH box and hit and then leave. I think he could do that. The problem is that he's slow. Like, he's like there was articles written that were, is Pujols actually too slow to play baseball? Like, like he's literally has a zero on the scale in MLB The Show. <laughs> well, you know, you get old, your feet start to hurt. I don't know. All right. Um, let's start. Which playoff do we want to start with, NBA or NHL? I'll do either. Let's start NHL. Give some time for the games to keep going. All right, NHL uh, playoffs have begun. We got a lot of good series going on. Um, we've got, let's see, um, a ton. I don't have all the series right in front of me, but I know that the Bruins are up. The no, Bruins are tied one-one. Uh, crap! Where did I just had it? Penguins are currently winning 2-1 to one against the Islanders, but the Islanders are up in the series. The Lightning are up on the Panthers in the Battle of Florida, and then they're winning that game as well. The Wild 
surprisingly, are up on the Golden Knights. Um, I don't know the rest, but I know that all these games are going to overtime, and it's awesome. Every single game is going to overtime. Um, overtime hockey play in the playoffs, like I've said a million times, best sport to watch. I think I've made that a take before. Um, but um, I guess, what are your what are your thoughts on the playoffs? What do you want to see? Thoughts on the Bruins for the Boston guys? Uh, I, I every year I fall in love with the Bruins right now in the playoffs. I just think that they play hard and they're tough and they're mean. And they got a good, they got good scores. And I love Taylor Hall. I think that was such a good move. I just think that they got it. And I always fall into this trap. I'm, I'm worried about the goaltending. Um, but I mean, they're hanging with this Washington team. Who knows how good they really are? I mean, uh, Ovechkin's a little hurt. Wilson is a douchebag. That guy sucks. But, um, I'm liking where the Bruins are at. I think they're going to pull out the series. Bill, uh, your thoughts on the entire playoff and the Bruins specifically? Um, I'll touch on the Bruins. They, the, the season series between them and the Caps was basically split, but Bruins had an edge because they were 4-2-2, two, and two, so they had two overtime wins, uh, me and the Caps were 4-4. Four four. Um, so it's, it's a dead even, essentially, with them, and as we can see, going into game three, it's tied 1-1. Um, I actually haven't been able to watch any, um, and I can't watch tomorrow's game either. Uh, but I did watch the highlights, and I read some things about it, and I like where the Bruins are at, like you said, so I, I agree with you there. As for the rest of the league, um, Toronto is just a powerhouse. Um, they're going to mop the floor in the Canadian division, so I'm expecting it to be Toronto coming out of there, and, you know, I feel like because of the season was weird with every team playing... Um, Within, it was like baseball season. They played like series. Yeah, they only games against the same team. They only played teams in their division. They split the the divisions up into four, and everybody only played their team in their division. So it's kind of interesting to see how teams got came out of each division. So I think the the wealth is kind of spread. I think the Bruins division is much better than all the other ones. Um, so I think whoever comes out of the the Bruins division is going to have a real good opportunity to make to the finals. Um, I'm seeing uh, Leafs, because uh, I think the Leafs and the Bruins can meet. So I'm going to go Leafs-Bruins in the finals, is what I'm thinking. That would be electric. That would be so good. Um, uh, did you see the, the fight? What was it? Was it the, the Blues? And Blues and the Blues Avalanche, yeah. They were. That was one of the. That was one of the best fights I've seen in a long time. Oh my God, they're throwing haymakers. Tucker, your thoughts? I know you're a Bruins guy this time of year and this time of year alone. Yeah, no. Uh, this is the only time I'm interested in the Bruins, and they're electric to watch. I mean, I am a Brad Marchand fan through and through, regardless of the time of the year. The guy's just the absolute best troll in sports, and then on top of that, he's also a top ten player. So that's. Like, a pretty cool combo to be, I guess. Um, Dale, was but, he up for an MVP? No, probably not. He probably will never. He was, he was early in the year, right? They were talking about it. He's, like, top 10 in assists, top 10 in goals, but he, he won't get it, no. Go ahead, Tucker, sorry. But, like, how can you not love that guy? 
I mean, the guy got in trouble with the NBA for licking his opponent. I mean, with the NHL for licking his opponents. Yeah, when that... That's the funniest thing of all time. When that like, happened, I was out on it. A funnier announcement than the, S- than the NHL having to tell a guy, hey, please stop licking the other team. When that happened to Marshan, um, when he was doing that a few years back... I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm out oh, on... no, I loved it. I hated it. I hated him. I was out on the team because the team was like, what the hell's going on with this guy? But after that year, he became more of a, you know, stand-up guy. And, like, his, his play has gotten tremendously better. And he's, like, turned into a... Like Tuck said, he's top ten in the league for sure. Um I, so, I am I am of the belief that anything now I love you do to get in your opponent's head is good. And kissing and licking guys, all for it. Get right in their head. That well, that if someone came up to me and kissed me in the middle of a game, I would not know what to do with myself. It's a genius move. <laughs> only thing you can do, lick them back. That's the only thing you can do in that you have situation. To, you have, yeah, if he if he puckers up to kiss you or something, I remember he was kissing people too. But yeah, you gotta up pucker to up. You gotta, you got to plant one right on his mouth, and then he's rattled. Um, I, I certainly would hate him if I was any other, if he was on any other team in the league. But since he's on Boston, he's the best. He's probably my favorite player. Um, Cam, not a big hockey guy. Certainly not a Bruins guy. Although they are your favorite Boston team. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking of the playoffs? Yeah, favorite Boston team. Um, I, I've been following only because you guys post in the group chat. I've followed the uh, Panthers Lightning a little bit. Um, a, I got to be a Panthers fan for it. Their stadium's not too far from me, but uh, it doesn't look too hot for them. Other than that, I haven't been watching much as far as the licking and the kissing goes. You know, it is what it is. You do what you got to do, and if you don't get you know in too much trouble for it, then then keep it up. And, and who cares what they say about you in the opponent locker room if, if it's working. So um, keep on kissing. I like we're, talk, right, we're talking about that. That happened like three years ago. Let's get a cup prediction um, out of everybody. Uh, I'm not going to do matchup because I don't know about any of the other teams. Um, but obviously I'm going to go Bruins. Bruins win the cup. <laughs> uh, uh, Dylan, who is, is Toronto taking the cup home? I think that the odds are in Toronto's favor, and like I said before, I think they're gonna win, just because they're just nasty, and they're, they're gonna they're gonna get into the finals. I think with ease, it's not even gonna be, it's not gonna be hard. Um, and I would like the Bruins to play them because the Bruins notoriously have taken them out of the playoffs like every year for the past ten years, <laughs> so um, I think that would bode well for the Bruins, um, but. And I got. I just. I mean, I have to go with the Bruins. And Bruins fans. I'm gonna say the Bruins are gonna win, but Toronto's probably gonna win. Tucker, you're muted. I got the Bruins in four against whatever team they put up against them. I'm gonna say it's the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. That's what I'm saying here. I think they're in the West. Right? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand the alignment. I don't really All right, so yeah, Vegas, Golden Knights, Bruins, Bruins win. Wait, Dill, can it be an East versus yes. East or West versus West? Yeah, so that's – I don't understand the alignment. Good. So. The, good. the Canadian teams are all in the West. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cameron. 
So I got the Knights as well. I got them playing the Lightning, though, and I got the Knights winning it. I think it's time. It's about time they win one. Um, you know, it's been a long streak of losing, three years or whatever, and they're ready to go. <laughs> I was four fans out there in the desert. All right, let's move on to the NBA playoffs. So I need someone to break it down for me because I don't understand this playing tournament crap. I don't get it. You can win one and you're in, but if you lose two, you're out. If you lose one, you it's can still play. It's fucking awesome. I don't understand. I'm not saying it's not awesome. I don't understand it. You want me to explain it? Yes, please. So there's a 7-8 game and a 9-10 game. So if you win the 7-8 game, you are automatically the 7 seed. You're going to there. And then the winner of the 9-10 game plays the loser of the 7-8 game to for the 8 seed. Okay, and then the other two teams are eliminated. Yeah. Okay, so we have uh, Celtics, Wizards. Who else do we have? Pacers. Uh, Pacers and Hornets. Hornets. The Pacers, Pacers won. Beat the, the Hornets. Hornets. Yeah, so the Hornets are completely out, and then the loser of the Celtics Wizards will play the Pacers for the eighth seed, and the winner of the Celtics Wizards will be the seventh seed. What about the West? Lakers. Lakers, Warriors, and I don't know what they... That game's going to be awesome tomorrow. Is LeBron playing? Yes. Is he healthy? Yes. All right, let's pick the playing games. Let's pick them. Um, so we got... I got the Hornets. So obviously, you can't pick the Hornets. <laughs> so we got... The Celtics are... They're, like, close right now. I forgot the exact score, but Yeah, it's like, they're down two. Yeah, so it's at halftime. Well, I guess I'll go to the Celtics because uh, the Wizards are a bum franchise. I don't know how long they're going to make it in the playoffs, but especially without Jalen. But I'll go to the Celtics there. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Warriors. I'll go Warriors against the Lakers. I think Steph's going to put it up. Greatest point guard of all time. Um, I think he's going to he's going to burn it up out there. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, it is Grizzlies Spurs. I'll go Spurs because Greg Popovich and the Grizzlies are just like I. You could tell me the thirty-nine. You could tell me the Grizzlies like left the league five years ago and I would buy it. So bro, the guys from John Moran. Those are my picks. Dale. I have no comment on this. Tucker. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say Celtics, Lakers, and I have to say the Lakers because when they have no, no, the said the Lakers. Oh, sorry. Celtics, Lakers, and Grizzlies. But my reason behind the Lakers is just because when they have LeBron and AD, they're still a top four team in the league, at least. So, and now that they're both healthy and on the court at the same time, which it basically, I mean, what LeBron did, he just, like, decided, oh, yeah, the regular season doesn't count. I'm a 17-year vet. And then he just waited, like, he probably sat out an extra week so we could know we was ready for the playoffs. Cameron? Uh, I'm going to go Celtics are going to win tonight. Actually, no. Take that back. I got Russ. I got Russ winning tonight. And then the Celtics will beat the Pacers whenever they play. I'd um, prefer that. Then we get the Sixers instead of the Nets. Yeah. No. I, I'd lose tonight. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got, I'm going to go Lakers, but this Lakers-Warriors matchup, it reminds me of, like, the Kentucky-UConn 
championship matchup where they were like a seven and an eight seed where they weren't seeded well, but either one of the teams could have won the championship. That's kind of what this reminds me of, actually, a seven and eight. Um, I got the Lakers and then the Warriors just blowing out whoever that happens to win Grizzlies first. I'll go Spurs. Fundamentals prevail. All right. Um, rest of the NBA playoffs. Let's get let's get a uh, prediction. I'll go Nets out of the East. And hmm, I'll go with the Jazz. I like the Jazz. They almost got murdered by a bird. Got to put some fire in them. Uh, they'll make it in and they'll lose to the Nets. Dylan, do you want to go now or do you not? So I, I don't have the standings up or anything. Um, so this these playoffs, there's how many teams that are in? Well, there's eight. It's going to be eight at the end of the day. So there's ten teams, you're saying. There's two buy-ins. Ten on each side. Yeah. So And why are they doing this? COVID reasons? Yeah. Is that going to, season. Is that going to be standard from now on? Shortened season? I don't know. All right, well... It makes it's making things confusing for me. But uh, the the Lakers weren't in the playoffs. They have to play a play in. Is that what I just heard? Yeah, well, they're the problem was hurt team. for twenty years. Yeah. Damn. All right, yeah, but he's big baller for sure for not playing and just showing up for the playoffs. I mean, that's just what you got to do. Um, goat behavior. Goat behavior. That is kind. Of, that is goat behavior. Um, so I got Lakers winning whatever game they're playing for that reason alone. All right, Tucker, your uh, your NBA Finals prediction? Uh, yeah, I actually don't have the Lakers in it, surprisingly. I have probably the Nets coming out of the East. I don't want them to, but I can't see how they don't. And I have the Clippers coming out of the West. No one's really talked about this team this year, but they got better this year. Like, they picked up Boogie. They pick, picked up Rajon Rondo. Like, they got better in the offseason, and they were pretty good throughout the year, even though they do what they do in terms of, like, limit letting players rest a lot and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I have them going out of the West and maybe putting a run on it. I mean, this team's got Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Rajon Rondo, Serge Ibaka, DeMarcus Cousins, Nicolas Batum, and they got a chip on their shoulder, which is the biggest part of it. Uh, I'm just, I just am happy that I would just be happy if the Lakers didn't make it, so I could fully root against the Nets and not be angry about it. Yeah, uh, I think I'll be rooting against the Nets even if the Lakers. Oh make yeah, it. I, I know, I definitely will be. Uh, Cam, I got the Sixers over the Lakers in the finals. Who would you guys root for there? Sixers. Uh, I don't know. Sixers, I just, I have, if the Sixers won a championship, that would really bother me. No, think about it, because the Lakers just tied to the Celtics for the most championships all time. They would pass them, and LeBron would have another one. Yeah, but Philadelphia is unbearable. Yeah, but who cares? They'll be irrelevant again in two years. You'd rather Philadelphia Uh, win their first championship or whatever. When's the last time they won? It'll be Joel Embiid's better than Shaq. It'll be the most annoying narratives of all time. I'd rather that than the Celtics. We're, we're supposed to hate the Lakers. The only reason I want to root for the Lakers over the Nets is because Kyrie actually fucked us. So, all right. Uh, do we have any more segments? 
any more segments to go over. Lions coach is cool. Oh, oh yeah. Lions coach <laughs> is incredible. I love him. Yeah. They're going to suck. Did yeah, anyone listen that. to that interview? I did, yeah. The entire thing is just like, it wasn't just that one line that was like that. The entire interview he gave off that energy. The de- he's a definition of a meathead coach like I've talked about, so they're going to suck. And he's going to be fired within two years. Nope. I think he's the real deal. Just because you have you guys run nutcrackers and say you want a lion in the in the as a pet does not a good football team. Man. He said he he said he'd lose his arm. It'd be worth it if the lion bit his arm off to like set the tone. Uh, <laughs> Rabel said he cut oh, off his yeah. dick. That's way better. No, I don't know. Having a lion bite off your arm might be better than losing a dick. Disagree. Hard disagree there for me. But if um, your team's the Lions, I, I'd rather lose an arm than the other thing. I think the other thing is more dedication. Yeah, but one's just more tough guy versus one's kind of weird. Like chopping off your dick is like weird. Like, it's like why? Very it's weird. Like, and bit off my arm is like that's a tough guy move. Yeah. Yeah, you can uh, you can bounce they're, back they're from gonna that. Suck. He's gonna suck. He's, so I bad. promise you. I promise you. Meathead coaches, they don't. They don't win. The they first time Jared Goff gets him angry, he might kill him. One punch, and Jared Goff is dead. He's too skinny. He's he's gonna headbutt him or something, and just he's done. Jared Goff's gonna have a breakout year with uh. Here's a game. Name one wide receiver on the Lions. T.J. Hawkinson. He's tight end. Yeah, I'm going to talk to tight ends receiver. are wide receivers now. Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver. Did you not see, like, every NFL team said they were um, scouting Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver? No. Multiple teams came out and said that. Well, disagree, but let's move on to list guys. we got a big list guys tonight. Road trip foods. And drink. Food and drink. So... Soda will take up one slot. Chips will take up another slot. So we've got to think carefully here. Food and drink. Cameron, lead it off. Can you hear me? We can now. Can you speak? Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, going back to the Lions wide receivers, I'm pretty sure they're top two. Um, Rashad Perryman and Geronimo Allison. So just keep oh. that those are some stars. Geronimo Allison was on the Packers. I know that. Staying in. But uh, this guy. So I've been taking a lot of road trips in my day. Um, I was recently driving to South Florida from Tallahassee a lot. Um, used to drive to Florida all the time. I have a lot of snacks that I like. This is actually a tough list. But here we go. Number five. I'm going beef jerky. Um, this is originally higher. And I thought, you know, if I'm on a six-hour ride, the jerky's gone Ten. Yeah. Ten so <laughs> yeah. So it's, so it's tough, but I gotta put it on there because it is a good snack to get me through. Uh, a lot of protein, get a lot of energy going, and it just tastes great. I'm a teriyaki guy. Maybe I'll get two bags, one one teriyaki, one pepper, maybe an original throw in there, and I'll just munch on it for a while. Sometimes I'll keep chewing it until there's like only that Snacks. gross plasticky, not real meat stuff left in your mouth, and then spit that out. Um, it's just a good, it's a good snack, a lot of flavor in it, and a lot of protein. I'm going to be tricking five. 
Dylan. I'll go because I'm also beef jerky at five. Like Cam said, it's a perfect snack, and he's 100% right. Uh, 100% right. Um, you open up that bag, and it's hard to stop. You, you're going to finish that bit puppy in at least 10 minutes. I don't, like 10 minutes might not might be too long. Um, that being said, it's down on my list because it does give me gas. So if we're in the car for extended periods of time, I probably shouldn't eat that first. That's good. That's a last snack uh, for me. Yeah, I'm going down the same road of protein, but I couldn't do beef jerky just because it lasts only like five minutes, so I can't just like put that as a snack because it's gone immediately. So I went with honey roasted cashews. A little specific there, Jesus. but the nut family as a whole I'm a big fan of, but then when I was like going down which nut I'd prefer the most, it's honey roasted cashews. They're the best type. I'd go peanuts if I were going to go nuts. Yeah, no, I just, uh, cashews, I love cashews. All right, I I agree that you need something more hearty on a road trip, but my number five is, you know, my number five for a reason. It's actually going to be a sweet here. It's going to be candy. Um, I'm going to go with gummy worms on the road. I like to buy a bag of gummy worms, chomp on them. Um, you know, I, I like to bite one end, get that flavor, eat the other end, get the other flavor. Don't like to mix them up too much. One time on a road trip, left the gummy worms in the car. They, they became one hot. worm. They became one ball. And it might have been the greatest gummy worm experience I've had in my life. Uh, Cam asked a question in the chat. He said sour. Of course sour. I, I don't consider other gummy worms gummy worms. Are you going trolley? Trolley sour? Trolley sour gummy yeah. worms. Red and yellow. Uh, blue and red, orange and green, those comp- color combinations. Uh, delicious. Nice to get a chew on, chew on when you're when you're driving. Uh, so that's gonna be my number five gummy worms. Cam. No way. Hold up. Hold up. We got Linnea in on the segment. Oh, Linnea, go number five. Oh, they have to be in order. Yes, and you gotta speak up. I didn't know they were supposed to be in order because I just like food. So I'm just gonna say my five. No, uh, no, you gotta go one no, at a time. I'm go not... one. Just do uh, one. Just do one now. Uh, fruit Mento sticks. Fruit Mento? Fruit I've never had ones, those. Those are good. The rainbow fruit ones, not the mint they're ones. Sticks? Yeah, they no, 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 come no, 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 in a no. little tube. And they're just they different the fruit flavors. They're, little, they're the little Mentos. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those are elite. Can, you I literally can... just take your thumb and you pop them as you go. That's a sleeper pick. For sure. It's all right, Lenny. It's all right. I like that. Sleep all right, number four, Cam. Like you wouldn't think of it. That's good. All right, number four. I'm going with Fritos Honey Barbecue Flavor yes. Twists. Yes. Have you ever had those? Yes. Now, Pretty good. Very salty. You're going to need uh, those things. They come in a smaller bag, but I'm telling you, that bag is heavy. It's yeah. about a three-pound bag. Yeah. <laughs> I can't out of the store. I can't buy anything else because those things are filled to the brim. It'll last you a while. It's a little bit salty, so you're going to need a drink. You're going to have to stop in the bathroom. It's okay because they're so good. It's only coming in at number four, but um, I got some better ones coming up. Uh, Dell, you're next. First off, Cam, that's a great pick. Every time I go to Loeb's and I get a sandwich, I every single time, it's a bag of those. And you're right, they are heavy. They sit in your stomach, too. I can't eat a whole bag or else I, I got to stop at least. I got to have like three servings of those. Um, number four for me, I remember talking about it in, in the chat when we came 
when we talked about this like months ago. Um, number four is corn nuts. If you've ever experienced a corn nut, and you, if or if you haven't, you haven't lived. A corn nut, I, I can't even describe it. It's like a half. Yeah, it's it's, weird. it's like a half popped piece of corn, or it's corn meal that's specifically cooked to be really, really tough on the teeth. I think I like it because it's gritty. So corn nuts, and you can't go flavored, just original. Original. No, but see, that's where I differ. If you're gonna, if you're gonna go flavor, you gotta go barbecue. You're not as gritty. But it's exactly, it's the grit. You're you're on the road. It's gritty to be on the road. You need a gritty snack. You're on a long haul. You need something to munch on that's gonna hurt your teeth. Corn nuts, number four. Tucker. Yeah, I'm coming in that sweet is my number four. I'm not a huge sweet guy, but there's my one sweet snack that I usually go with. It's Sour Patch Watermelon. Definitely my number one candy. That I'll have. I mean, it's just the perfect flavor. I like watermelon. I like the sour. It's sweet, sour, watermelon. It's everything you could want in a candy. Those slap. They're so good. The best. Yeah. I had a. I got a big bag. I got like a three-pound bag for Christmas. Devoured them. Um, but not my road trip candy. A little too similar to gummy worms for me. Uh, yeah. My, my number four. Guy. My number four is going to be one that might be a little higher on, on some people's list. I don't know if this one specifically, but this brand. It's going to be a lemon-lime Gatorade. I'm going to go drink at number four. Lemon-lime Gatorade is the the, the oldest type of Gatorade, the original Gatorade. Um, Used to not be a fan. My dad drank it all the time. I would go for the classic blue-red, you know, child child stuff. Then I matured and figured out that lemon-lime Gatorade is the best Gatorade, especially for road trips. You get the big bottle. Might need a pee jug later. I have used a <laughs> lemon lime Gatorade uh, bottle as a pee jug before on a road trip, um, and they're oddly shaped, but it's a solid receptacle. Um, it's just it's it's good, you know. It, it bites through the through the thirst. It gets you rehydrated for the road. So uh, got to be my number four there, Linnea. It's, four. A, it's also got a wide mouth. I'm an old, I'm an orange guy myself. That's I I respect that pick. Um, so it's my guilty pleasure, but high-key, the, like, Slim Jim sticks, along with beef jerky, I always feel, like, disgusting eating them, but my god, they're so good! I've never had a Slim Jim. Well, they're the, what are they? It's not the Slim Jim brand, but it's, like, the other ones. Jack Links? No, it's, they're still the thin, skinny ones, but that's just my generic name. Snap to a Slim Jim. They're spicy. Uh, Cam, number three. Slim Jims are fire, but um, they go down way too quick. My number three is going to be a sweet, the only sweet on my list. Also, didn't put any drinks on here, just going to be fair warning, because I I don't have a signature drink. I usually just get water on my trips. But um, number three, I'm going with Reese's Minis, Mini Cups. Um, those come in a pretty decent-sized bag, and... They're they're very rich and they're very peanut buttery, so you can't really eat them all at once. You take a handful, maybe another handful, you get some water, and then you just get a little energy from the sugar. Keep driving for a little bit, and then you think, oh my god, I got some Reese's cups still, woo! And it takes some more. <laughs> Problem is, they do get melty, so I'd recommend packing them in a cooler, keep them nice and cool. Otherwise, they're going to get your fingers all crazy and you're going to crash. But uh, that's my number three. I, I did take a road trip with Cam's family once down to Florida, and they were set. They had, like, coolers in the back, like, stocked at a brim with, with stuff. It was, it was elite. It was a great – I think we had Reese's on that trip, if I remember correctly. Uh, R.I.P. Prin. She she made the trip with us. She looked like a little iguana in the backseat. But, um, all right, 
Uh, Dill, number three. Uh, first off, uh, first ingredient in a Slim Jim, check it, m- mechanically separated chicken. You had to be that person. It, it's good, though, because I love a good Slim Jim. Um, also, Cam, you're right. Uh, those peanut butter uh, cups, they melt, and that's why chocolate's not on my list because that shit's going to melt. Um, number three for me, I'm going to go combos, and I'm going pretzel pizza-flavored combos, the OG. I will not eat a combo unless I'm on a road trip. Like, if I'm going to a Sox game and we're stopping before the game on the road, I'm getting combos. I don't know what it is. I just, I can't pick them up regularly. I, it's only a road trip thing, so I, combos are great. They have good flavor. You got to make sure you got some water or something uh, something to cut down on the aftertaste, or not the aftertaste, but the after breath. Um, but an, an elite snack on the road. Dill, you took the words out of my mouth. My number three is combos. Only only thing I eat on the road. Don't get them at home. No. Don't buy them at home. Um, I try. I tried. I remember I would get them on my way to work last summer, and it, it just didn't. They didn't hit as well. Um, I get the pepperoni pizza combos. I, I'm not the pretzel version. I don't get, but I get the normal uh, version of the pepperoni. I like to bite them in half, lick out the cream. <laughs> And suck down the cracker, and they are delicious. Um, I've never had a combo. Oh, you got to get combos. Combos are great. Uh, only get them on the road. They are they are they are elite. Tuck, do you uh, live under a rock? Yeah, no, just never been that interested. Tucker, sorry to skip you there. Had to jump in, but you're number oh, three. Oh, good. Uh, I have Chex Mix as my number three. Oh. This is my favorite, like salty snack. Honestly, I think. If I could get Chex Mix without anything else of the mix, but just the Chex, it would be number one on my list, and it wouldn't be close. But the mix makes it brings it down to number three. But yeah, Chex Mix is on the number three on my list. Linnea, number three. Uh, this is like such a mom snack, but like nuts and dried fruit. Specifically, I like cashews and dried pineapple, but like any nuts and dried fruit. 10 out of 10. You got a cashew friend. Yeah. There we go. Cashews are the best nut. They really are. Cashews and almonds. Pause that. Cam, number two. I don't approve that road trips meant for snacking out junk food. Not a big drive fruit guy. Uh, um, Can you hear me? Froze for a little bit. We just lost you. We're good now. Go ahead. Yeah, I think Dylan, you, uh, you and Trey, and I need to go on a road trip. We'll bring the combos. That's coming in number two. Yeah. <laughs> um, specifically, I'm I am a pretzel fan. I'm a pretzel and cheese guy, but I'll eat them all. If we just get a big bag, we mix them all up, and I take a handful, I'm eating them. I like the pizza ones. I like the regular cheese ones. Pretzels, my my cup of tea, but I do the same thing. Bite them in half. Can't eat them any other way. If you just munch munch on them, weird. Psycho. Gotta bite them in half. Gotta lick the cheese. Gotta suck down the pretzel <laughs> and/or the cracker. Combo's coming in number two. And like you guys said, don't know if I ever bought them without driving. I'm just learning they're <laughs> so classified weird. as a pretzel. I never would have classified well, the, them as a pretzel. Some of them are cracker and some of them are pretzel. Um, I am the psycho that just munches on them. I've never once thought of, of chopping that in half and eating the cheese out. That's just kind of Very gross to me. ridiculous. You have to bite them in half so you get to the, you get like, it, it has like a little, then it has like a little light layer, 
like a cracker. You have to bite through that again, and you get right to the sauce, and you'll yeah. <laughs> the sauce, and it's delicious. <laughs> so good. It's salty, uh, too. I want nothing to do with this snack. It sounds gross. It's good. It's good. It's only for the road, though. Dill number two. Number two for me, I'm going to combo a snack, but it comes, but but it comes all in one. Munchies, cheese flavored. You get the pretzel, you get the Dorito, you get the Sun Chip, you get the Cheeto, all in one. Um, I'm a cheese, a fake cheese guy, um, as you can tell by my nacho or my nacho, my combo pick. Um, the only downside to a muncha, munchie is the bag. Like, trying to eat a bag of chips when you get down to the end and you're trying to shovel it into your mouth and the thing's hitting the top of the car and you're like, now I gotta fold the bag. But even, even, even with that, even with that, it's still number two. Munchies. I don't think I've ever had a bag of munchies in my life. Next time you go to a grocery store or gas station, you better get a bag of munchies. I think it's because I'm not a sun chip guy. Never liked sun chips. Ever. Well, when they're mixed in, it's the cheese flavored one, so it tastes just like a Dorito, essentially. Uh, Tucker, number two. Yeah, my number two, uh, it's a drink. Throw my drink on the list. It's body armor. I am a huge body armor over Gatorade guy. Uh, it is better in my mind in terms of it makes you feel like more hydrated because it's got the coconut water in it. It tastes better in my mind. Strawberry banana is an elite flavor. Um, so yeah, I definitely sending body armor as my number two because it's, uh, it's what I will have on every single road trip. I'm also going drink here. I'm not going body, body armor. I'm going with a crazy one that probably is going to get some hate. It's Mountain Dew Code Red. For some reason, Mountain Dew Code Red hits the spot on a on a road trip like nothing else. Gives you the energy you need to power through the miles. Don't drink it anywhere else. Just get it on road trips. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is. The combination of like a combo and a Mountain Dew Code Red just does it for me. Uh, I, I def, I, every time I'm on the pike, grab a code red to get going and, uh, hit the road. So I do the do at number two, code red. What you have the appetite of a 12 year old. Yes, I do. <laughs> Mountain right. doing combos. Oh, it's a road trip, Tucker. I'm not, I'm not trying to watch my waistline. I'm trying to get through the road trip. No, but like, I just, I physically can't eat that at this, this point. Like I'd feel shitty. Cam understands. It's not about, it's, it's. It's not about, like, refined snacks. It's about getting the gas in the tank and going. Well, I don't think he's a soda or... Uh, he's not a Mountain Dew guy. Junk food. He's, he has junk, he's been junk food every time. Correct. Linnea, what's your number two? Okay, my next one is any, like, corn or two, like, tortilla, the triangle-shaped chips, whether it's, like, Doritos or corn. As long as it's triangle-shaped, I won't eat regular-shaped chips in a car. It has to be triangles. Whatever the flavor is. Specifically, why a triangle? Just, I don't know. That's a... A triangle, it's it's fun to eat. I don't know. Give me a triangle chip. It's the best shape. So what's your favorite Dorito? I like the purple ones. The purple oh, bag. Sweet chili. The purple really bag is so that's underrated. Really it always gets forgotten. Everyone's right. like red or blue. No, purple all the way. Purple. 
I like that. The only problem with the triangles for me, if they get stuck in your throat, you're dead. You are. You think you're dying, and then if you're driving, you're definitely dying. You gotta let Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, because those things get stuck in your throat, and it's game over from there. Cam, number one? Uh, number one, I'm hoping Trey and Dylan have this. I doubt Tucker will. This is the correct answer. Sunflower seeds. Um, it's, it's, it's either any flavor, honestly. It's either regular, a little bit too salty for me. Barbecue is my go-to. I'll also do ranch. I'll do buffalo ranch. Just get a liter of water, two liters, a gallon of water next to you. I will go through two bags of sunflower seeds, regardless on how far the trip is, and I will drink the water every time I'm done with a handful. It's a perfect balance. I it, 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 I swear the time goes by faster. And, I mean, if you don't pick this, I, I don't know what you do, but it's the correct answer. Let me jump in. Number one, sunflower seed. It is the correct answer. Nothing better. Uh, I also, I go with a lot of flavors. The only one I don't do is ranch. I'm not a huge ranch fan. Um, but I do bacon seeds. Bacon seeds are fantastic. Um, if you've been hearing a little crinkling and munching on my end of the mic, it's because I've been chewing sunflower seeds this entire episode. This is a road trip snack that I eat everywhere. Um, love having sunflower seeds on deck. Um, cracked pepper, good one. Um, barbecue, of course, classic. Uh, yeah, no, you, you just mow down. You don't realize they last you a while too, but you don't realize how many you're chewing until you look at your little spit receptacle and it's filled all the way up. That's uh, what I was going to ask. Do y'all just like roll down the window going like 80 on the highway so, spit and seeds? No, I down my code red and then I spit into that. <laughs> There's a step-by-step See, I process. I get a coffee cup at the gas station. I always ask for one. I, I get the coffee cup, I fill it up, I dump it out the window, I start back over again, and that's part of the experience. What other food do you spit out and you get to say, look at all my progress, everything <laughs> else is in your belly, with sunflower seeds, you get there to There have look. been times in my life where in my room there have been probably up to four soda slash water bottles filled with seeds. I guess that's good Which portion control, you're monitoring, you can actually see it. Yeah, yeah. Dill, you shook your head, surprised to hear what you got for number one. Yeah, so I'm I'm a sunflower seed guy, but I'm not a huge fan of spitting into that bottle. I don't know why. It it, it kind of ruins the sunflower seed for me. You should I, try a McDonald's cup like I'm I mean, using right now. I used to do it in the car. Um, I'm a huge bacon seed guy. There was one time where I went to Dick's and I literally bought 15 bags of bacon seeds because they were on sale. And this was in high school. And I, for baseball season, I just had. I just had uh, sunflower seeds on deck. I didn't have to buy any more for like three years. Um, also, Tucker, you're right. Body armor over Gatorade 100%. Didn't make my list, though. Um, Thank you. So my number one, though, is definitely your guys' is not number one. Um, every single time I go on a road trip, I got to have peanut M&Ms. And I know I said no chocolate earlier, but... Because they're coated in that shell, they don't melt, and you need a little bit of melt sweet. Melt your mouth, not in your hand. You need a little bit of sweet. You need that nut in there for a little bit of protein. Um, I, I get the I get the king size. Maybe I get two, and I house those peanut M and M's. By far, my favorite. That's a yeah. No peanut peanut M and M's are the best M and M's. That's a good call, Del. Um, Tucker, number one. My number one, this has been going on in the group chat for a while. There's been a lot of debate. Is it a snack or not? Is it a meal? It's Papagino's Pizza. 
specifically yeah, Papa Gino's on the highway. It's crazy. You get you get a couple of slices, and that's a road time snack. It's I a totally great forgot snack. that you said this. As you go down the highway, you just grab a couple of slices of za, and you just eat that on the way. Papa Gino's best chain pizza there is, and there's a bunch of them on uh on the Mass Pike, so I'm always excited for a road trip. I get to the exit with a Papaginos, pull off, give myself a couple of slices of Zahn, a body armor, and I am good to go. Is that what drive through pizza? I've never heard of a Papaginos. You've never had Papaginos? Oh, Bro, I'm from Vermont. I live in the mountains. There's one in, in Pittsfield. You should go get it. But, Tucker, this is a horrible peck. Pizza is not a snack. <laughs> is it drive through No. no. Oh. No. Cam, Cam, instant reaction, pizza, snack. Um, I mean, if you're munching on it while you're driving, I gotta declare it a snack. I don't love the pick. I was thinking gas station only. Um, but I mean, if you just do pizza as a whole, I guess you could get it at a gas station. I'll, I'll clear it. It's not even yeah. full pizza. It's just a couple slices. Like I'll agree, pizza on the road. <laughs> pizza on the road is 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 good because I've done it before. Um, I usually get the gas station pizza, the one in the little rotisserie oh, thing where you gotta yeah, like, you get the, you get the little pizza box that folds up and you fit like six slices in there and you is. try to shove it closed and you tell the guy at the register, <laughs> yeah, I only got two. So, <laughs> so, um, I, I'll give Tucker a pass because I will qualify this as a road trip snack just because when you get off like on one of the like uh, stations on the highway where you don't actually get off on the exit. It's it's one of the kiosks there, like a McDonald's. So yeah, but I wouldn't say McDonald's is a snack. I'm not. I'm not. It, it's. I it, think it's preposterous. I think okay. it's insane as well. But he's been he's been so uh, like struck on this being his number one forever that I I feel like I have to honor it by now. Linnea, what's your number one? Chocolate-covered pretzels. Salty sweet. It's a go-to. I just housed a bag about five minutes ago. It's a solid pick. We weren't on the road, though. We're joining the podcast again, by the way. Linnea, are you you talking flips? Um, I I grabbed Hershey's this time, but yeah, I get flips. Personally, I'm a a vanilla yogurt or white chocolate, whatever it is. See, I can't stand white chocolate. I can't do they, it. It's yogurt, so I, I feel better about myself. I yeah. Do. No, I love the salty sweet. Well, thank you, Linnea, for joining the podcast the second time, I believe. Always a pleasure. Uh, movie time, Blazing Saddles. Uh, I just I want to give you an update, Trey, on Jason Tatum, who is not a superstar. Uh, he has 41 points through three quarters. That's good. It's a good game from him. Um Sa- uh, Blazing Saddles. Didn't watch it. Tucker, did you watch it? I think we know the answer. Did you watch? You did watch Draft Day. All right. Uh, Cam and Dylan, discuss your movies. Cam, you go. All right, I'll start it off. I just watched it. It is clear as day in my head, and it was tough to get through the first 20 minutes. I had no idea what was going on. I will tell you right now, I hate old westerns. I hate them. Um, that being said, I sat through it, watched the whole thing. I had, I think, one laugh, one out loud <laughs> laugh, and it was, it was something to do with that dude, Mongo, Mongol, Mongol, 
whatever that big, the big ape dude that couldn't be killed. Um, whatever he is, he was funny. Um, I just didn't think it was that great. It was supposed to be one of the like all time comedies. It was definitely very, very racist and way would not be okay now. Um, but, but plot wise, it's just, it's one of those like magnificent seven, um, what's hateful eight or whatever those kind of movies I was are. About to say, pick magnificent seven for my movie. Don't please don't. Good thing uh, you're not up this week. <laughs> Am I, think, I not? I think it's no. me. It's Cam. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, I can't, I can't say it was great. The ending, um, it kind of, it wasn't so much of a twist because they kind of hinted at it the whole movie that they were, it was the whole thing was a movie. And then at the end, they just are on the set in Hollywood and they're taking the movie into other people's sets. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but overall, just, I didn't enjoy it that much. I'm going to give it like a, like a five, eight. Dylan, your movie, your score, your review. Yeah, so, like Cam said, it's one of those movies that for sure could never be ever created ever again. Anything like it um, would instantly be a zero on Rotten Tomatoes, and people would hate everybody and cancel everybody who was in it. Um, For that reason, I think it's still entertaining. Um, like, Like, the plot is bad. The jokes are, like, clear 1970s or whenever the hell it was made. Um, it's Mel Brooks, and like Cam said, the ending is is kind of a twist, and it's not. I, I just think back to like the time when it was made, and it was like this has got to be just like a, a ridiculous movie back then too. Um, I laughed probably more than Cam did because I like that stupid humor, that like stuff that like doesn't make any sense, kind of like when like old SpongeBob still makes me laugh. Um, I will give the movie, I didn't, I mean, it was all right. I'd give it like a, I'll give it like a six, eight. Um, I still think it's funny. There's some lines in there that'll just like, you'll just burst out laughing if, uh, if nobody else is in the room because you don't want anybody to judge you. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go, yeah, six, eight on the movie. I do believe it's worth a watch just so you can like, see that movie and how it's made versus how that could never be made today. I believe that's the second Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks joint that we've watched. Didn't we watch uh, Airplane? Yeah, I think last so. Year. Uh, okay, Cameron, your pick. So, I had one in mind last week, and I didn't write it down, and I'm mad about it because I really wanted to say it. But I'm going to go with one that I just watched yesterday, and it's on Netflix, so everybody can watch it. Thank it's you. not like a Netflix movie, though. It was based off a book, and I believe it just came out on Netflix. It's called The Woman in the Window. Um, sounds scary. It's not so much scary. It is a thriller. It will make you think a little bit. Um, I recommend not even watching the trailer. Just get right into it. I actually, you know, enjoyed it. So um, I'll let you guys let's see what you guys think. I think everybody has to watch it except... Dylan and I, but I already seen it. So yeah, Tucker and I, we gotta watch it. So oh, I'm not a thriller guy. I hope you lose your point again. I hope. I I might just lose my point. <laughs> All right, it's that's ways to take. Too easy to watch. Episode seventy two in the books. 
Uh, we'll have two polls this week, hopefully, Dylan. you got to upload last week's episode. It's up. It's up. Okay. So we will have two polls for you this week. I might do one of them tomorrow. But uh, thanks for waiting with us. I'm looking at you. See? Yeah. So shout out to yeah,